The Queen is under siege. My own personal experience with the Real Housewife of New Jersey show, someone get a hold of the Bravo Honcho and Headhunters, and it is not Andy Cohen for those of you who don't know. R-H-O-N-J is crazy. I say that in the best way possible. People get very invested in the personalities of the cast members, especially Teresa Giudici, because we see her on our TV screens, and it's like we almost know her. I'm sure to some, she's like our TV bestie. I started getting a bunch of DMs from people I didn't know, and I knew what they were trying to do. Basically, they were trying to entice me with what I call dumpster gossip, so that I would create content for them to present their narratives. I didn't believe 97% of the crap that was sent to me, and I even had to block a few because they would leave me crazy-ass messages that were like novels. Sometimes I read some of the messages just to help me fall asleep. That was how long some of these messages were. One message annoyed me so much that I started to actually create content because of it, but like not the content that they were hoping for though. I started listening to all the podcasts. I love Carlos King, um, Reality with the King, and I love David Yontov's Behind the Velvet Rope. Go check those out. I also like All About TRH, aka All About the Real Housewives, aka All About the Truth. Sometimes I'll watch the YouTube channel of Kempire and Up and Adam, but not really because I feel like they're very biased towards Teresa and they're like more pro Melissa. I think Tam, um, Tamra, which a few content creators and podcasters call Tamrat. I'm not really sure what the beef is between her and David Yontiv. Um, I've noticed that like a few content creators refer to Tamara and Teddy's podcast as two twats in a pod. I am not sure like what their disdain for Teresa is, but I think a lot of housewives, no matter what city franchise they're at, are jealous of the fact that Teresa Giudici really is the face of her franchise. When you think of New Jersey, you think of Teresa. On Teresa's show, no pun intended, I think that bothers Melissa Gorga and Margaret Joseph so much, to the point that they would do anything to stay on and to kick Teresa off. But so many people are so invested in Teresa though. Her show is the only show that took a pause because production stopped filming for the upcoming season until she came out of jail. She was the only one important enough for Bravo to like literally wait for her to come out of jail to continue filming. and. I think she is so important to her franchise and Bravo knows that. When I started doing my research for content, which by the way, it is so time consuming, I found a lot of messed up stuff, a lot of clickbaiting with what I call dumpster gossip, where like I wasn't sure if they were just bad info from bad actors or if it was just made up shit to get likes, reviews and followers. I really don't know. A YouTube channel that I occasionally watch, The Housewife Historian, she got harassed by Melissa Gorka's camp with cease and desist, doxing, hacking, and plain old online bullying. I wouldn't have been so nice about it. I would have sued their fictional asses. Like, I even told her, like, she should have sued them. My recap so far after season 13 of this dumpster fire and spending countless hours of reading articles and blog posts, watching YouTube and TikTok channels, reading tweets, listening to hours of podcasts, even giving David Yontif $28 so I could get all the Kim D content on his Saturday Patreon episodes and scrolling through Insta pictures and reels. This is going to be a long episode, so I hope you have the time to follow it all the way to the end. Okay, 
I'm Team Teresa. I guess you could call me a tree hugger or a tree stump if you're a fan of Eminem or a tree thugger if you're a fan of Carlos King. Uh, Teresa and Jacqueline Orita initially liked Danielle Staub, but Dina Cantine, name Anso, name Laurietta, didn't. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I do think like Teresa is like a nice person, like a girl's girl. You know, um, when I watched season one and two, like I did see that Teresa really tried to be friends with Danielle Staub. But because Dina and Caroline had a problem with Danielle, Teresa was like, okay, you know, I'll back off a little bit. You know, I won't be friends with her because I don't know her and I know you guys. And like, I, I don't know, like, it's odd that they would have such a problem with Danielle's past, especially since the Mansell family has huge allegations of mob entanglements. Caroline's Mansell's father is... Caroline... Okay, Caroline Mansell's father-in-law was found stuffed in the trunk of a car, naked and dead, kill mafia style. So I don't really get like why they were making such a big deal about cop without a badge and like, you know, trying to make such a big deal about Danielle Stop's past. Like, <clears throat> anyway, according to Kim D and even Dina herself on the rare interviews that she gives about the show and her family, Dina quit the show mid-season of season two because of Danielle Stop causing serious problems by contacting the father of her daughter and trying to jeopardize her custody. Kim D states that the falling out between Caroline and Dina is because the reunion was a snooze and the producers told them they needed to bring some drama. So, like, that was TV gold. That was, um, Teresa, she flipped the table and then in the reunion, uh, Teresa threw a Andy Cohen down onto the couch and everybody on Twitter was calling him like Raggedy Ann because like she just basically manhandled him. So, you know, like, um, so the, the reason why I brought up that reunion was because producer has said the reunion was a snooze and the producers told them they needed to bring some drama, which is when Caroline offered up Dina as a storyline with what Danielle was trying to do with um, Dina and her daughter Lexi. Dina has also alluded to growing jealousy once her financial status has started to rise and she was on equal footing with some of her other siblings. And I bring that up because they were the first family on the show. You know, everybody talks about Teresa versus the Gorgas, but a huge part of why Teresa didn't want Joe and Melissa on was because she saw what it did to Caroline, Jacqueline, and Dina, and she didn't want like she didn't want the world to see her on TV fighting with her family because at the end of the day, the housewives are a show built on drama and she knew that it would be drama that they needed to create or that producers would create. And she saw what had happened with Dina, Caroline and Jacqueline. Anyway, I mean, I think Caroline is a punk. She turned on her own sister by writing a character letter to a judge on behalf of her brother-in-law, Tommy Manso, so that he could get bail, bail for the accusation of the crime of a home, um, a home invasion robbery assault against Dina and her current husband, David Cantine. Where is that same energy for all the Teresa haters who are so quick to call Teresa a criminal, comic, felon? Where's that energy for the thick as thieves Manso clan? Why is Caroline Manso giving sibling advice for Teresa and Joe Gorka when her own sister wants nothing to do with her? Like, make it make sense. 
This reunion was so obvious to me, the season 13 reunion, that it was a siege to the throne Queen Teresa. And since they could never do that directly because she is too important to Bravo, she is a cash cow, she is a fan favorite, they're trying to do it indirectly through Louis. Louis is Teresa's weakest link. So call me a tree stump because I'm going to bat for her. Okay. Margaret Joseph, a woman whose marriages are stained by cheating on her behalf, is not an honest woman. To me, that's someone who only thinks of herself. Margaret has no credibility. I actually think her own son doesn't want anything to do with her, and I absolutely believe that she would use her own son as a pawn. I think it has a lot to do with her upbringing because she really humiliates her mother any chance she gets. Watch the Jeff Lewis interview that she does with her um, with her mother, Marge Sr. She's basically like insulting her mother and her mother just sits there and takes it. And I think the mother just sits there and takes it because she probably feels some guilt about the f fact that like Margaret probably like grew up very neglected and she basically had to raise herself. She grew up with like a very chaotic childhood where there was like no control in her life. And I think that's why she has like a lot of resentment for her mom. She doesn't do it directly, but she does it indirectly by these like little snide remarks and rude comments. And she's basically like, even like even on the Jeff Lewis interview, Jeff Lewis called she he he was like, "Wow, you're an asshole." He said that to Marsh because of like the way she was talking about her mother. She was just like, "Oh, we're going to get Marsh Senior's teeth fixed." Yeah, she's got like really nasty teeth. Like maybe if we get her teeth fixed, she could find someone to be with. And it was just she was putting down her mom, and like her mom was just sitting there, being quiet, just taking the insults, and like. I think it even made Jeff Lewis felt uncomfortable and like Jeff Lewis is kind of an asshole himself so for him to call Margaret an asshole and say wow you're an asshole I mean that really shows that like she's an asshole and like she also emasculate her husband like the way she screams at Joe Benino like it's crazy also like I don't understand why everybody makes a big deal that Teresa didn't want to take Louis's last name hello Margaret Joseph didn't take Joe Benino's last name her name is still Margaret Joseph so like what what's the big deal it's, it's like you know it's hypocrisy it's, it's the pot calling the kettle black okay so she's the type of woman that thinks it's okay to treat men like shit because she uses the vagina card meaning she's the type of person that believes only men can be abusive again probably because of childhood it's like you know she's the type that will scream and embarrass and humiliate her husband but if her husband was to talk to her like that then all of a sudden he would be abusive but she doesn't consider the way she acts abusive towards Joe Benino. Anyway, Josefina, aka Joe Gorga, would do anything for fame and money. He basically made his parents homeless because he mortgaged a home and defaulted on the loans. I absolutely believe that he would make up lies. I do believe he lied about Dave Cantine. I don't even think he knows Dave Cantine, just for the fact that like he called him David. Nobody calls him like nobody calls him David. Dina doesn't even call him David. So the fact that he says, oh, he's friendly with David, I don't even think he has David's phone number. That's how far-fetched I think that lie is. I also believe Gia and not Joe about the context of that phone call that he had with her. I do believe that he said that he could do better, meaning that he could do better by like, you know, 
being there for her mom's wedding. Not that he could do better than to go and find somebody else to be with. And I absolutely believe that that whole thing about Frankie was a storyline. I do believe that Frank Catina, Catania would throw his son under the bus. This is a guy that lied to his wife about being disbarred as a clip of him getting disbarred was being played and made Dolores look like a jackass. This was a guy who cheated on Dolores while she was pregnant. So I absolutely do believe that he would throw his own son under the bus. And I do believe that Joe and him probably thought of something because there was no drama. So they just thought of something to like use to use against Louie. I mean, like, look, here's the thing. Joe and Melissa thinks that they could get Teresa off the show. They had an opportunity when Teresa was in jail to carry the show. Obviously, Bravo didn't feel that they had any star power to carry on the show without Teresa because if they did, then Bravo wouldn't have waited for Teresa to come out of jail to resume filming. So that was their chance. And for whatever reason, Bravo didn't think that they had the qualities to make the show center around them. So, and that is why it is the Teresa show. I absolutely believe that he would make up lies. And I do think is messy Mel's that is in his ear about Teresa and her daughters. She absolutely is jealous of Teresa. She wants that crown. I believe he lied about Frankie. He lied about Dave Canteen. I absolutely believe he lied about, uh, about Gia as well. He's trying to paint Louis as the bad guy, calling him a woman abuser. But yet we all know about the incident at BravoCon with Jennifer Aiden. Kim D has said multiple times that Joe Gorga had his fist in her face and he was going to hit her if Melissa didn't pull his arm down. And I think him and Messi are trying to get ahead of it because it definitely was not a good look for them in today's current women empowerment environment. I felt that the left side of the couch definitely came rehearsed and prepared, but I don't think that they were very successful because the depths, like the desperation was just so obvious to me anyway. I don't know how Melissa fans feel about it. I'm sure the Gorga fans feel like, you know, she came out on top. But to me, as a Teresa fan, I saw the desperation that was coming out on Joe and Melissa. I felt, especially for Melissa, that she was like fighting for her life to stay on the job. Like, it, it, it was just so much extra energy because she has probably heard all the rumors about her getting the pink slip. So she really wanted to bring it at this reunion to let Bravo know that, no, the fans like me. They love me. You know, I need my job. I need to stay on. Like, I, like she came prepared basically to fight for her job. I can't imagine Teresa not being on the housewives of New Jersey. I know that's what they desperately want. I know that's what Eminem desperately want. But I just don't see it happening. I don't see R-H-O-N-J. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I've said this, like, so many times before. It reminds me of, like, a presidential election almost. I guess we'll see who wins when season 14 eventually resumes again. It is the battle for New Jersey. Okay, the podcasters, 
Social media content creators, bloggers, and even executive producers are all coming out in full force. This is a Game of Thrones on who gets to sit on the Iron Throne of New Jersey. <laughs> on one side, you have executive producer Andy Cohen, the face of Bravo. On the other side, you have Carlos King, who's not quite there yet in the same status as Andy, but he's getting there. You have David Yontes behind the velvet rope up against two teas in a pod, all about TRH versus Up and Adam. The battles are being fought right in front of our TV screens. Who is going to win the war, Teresa or Melissa and Joe Gorga? Well, if you're a fan of David Yontes, then apparently Melissa and Joe Gorga, as well as Margaret Josephs, are all getting the pink slips. Teresa does have a better connection with other cast members from the other franchise, as well as being the longest original cast member remaining in all of the Housewives franchise. Here's the thing. Andy is not the boss of Bravo. I think it bothers Andy how much power Teresa has on her show. It might as well be named the Teresa show at this point. Yet, this is one situation that he cannot control because Teresa is a gold mine and Bravo's cash cow. I'm sure Andy is putting it out there to his bosses that Teresa needs a pause or a demotion, but I think the higher ups are thinking viewership and rating, not Andy Cohen's ego. It seems he's putting a lot of energy into Louie and the reunion, and even the way he was treating Teresa, I don't think he likes any of the Housewives cast members to think that they are like in the same status as him. I think it really bothers him that Teresa does have a lot of power on her franchise. Andy says in his um, book, The Daddy Diaries, that he has a conversation with Teresa at the season 12 reunion about her stepping away and even about bringing back Caroline Mansell to wrap up Teresa's storyline. And I don't think his bosses like that because he had a basically clarified on his own radio show like the very next day after he said like something to that extent on like some podcast or some other show that he was doing and then immediately the next day he went on to his um talk andy or radio talk andy show to clarify what he meant and i think it was because the bravo honchos the bravo executives were like you better backpedal this shit so i i just thought it was really interesting because i don't think that he would have necessarily done that or that Bravo would have cared about that if it was any other housewife, but because he had like insinuated or like, you know, put this narrative that like season 12 was possibly Teresa's last season because he was saying like, oh, maybe you need a pause and all this other stuff. I felt like the Bravo executives were like, no, you need to correct this. You need to like go on, I don't know what the hell, page six, go on your podcast, go on something and correct this shit. Because he did that correction the next day. Anyway, Carlos Kingdo is coming out swinging, like full force swinging, going to bat for Teresa. He's basically telling Melissa and Joe Gorga to find something else to do at this point. Like, basically to go to the New Jersey Department of Labor and like collect unemployment or something. I don't know. <laughs> I think Margaret Joseph saw stars in her eyes when she saw Louie as an opportunity to finally get Teresa fired. Sorry, pigtails, but Bravo is not choosing you over Teresa. You're not that important to them. 
I also think it's so hypocritical that John Fudo with his drug past wants to come on the show and pretend as if he doesn't have a shady past, yet everyone on the couch on the left side wants to focus on Louie with his Psycho X Lifetime movie Psycho X Vanessa. I mean, we've literally seen Joe Gorga be abusive on TV with our own eyes to women, yet the way he talks to Teresa is belittling, like the way, like everybody says the way Louie talks to Teresa is belittling because he says like, you know, if she's not going to let him talk, then he's going to walk away. But I guess it's okay for Joe Gorga to be screaming bitch and everything else to women in the on the cast and nobody seems to let that bother them. Kim D has said multiple times on um on the Patreon with David and like basically with anyone who will listen. She has said plenty of times that Joe Gorga had his fist in her face like he was about to punch her and Melissa Gorga had to like pull his arm down and she really thinks that if Melissa had not pulled his arm down that he was going to hit her so I mean so far the only one who has shown any sort of violence um on on the show against women has been Josefina Gorga okay my own personal opinion of this is that Bravo doesn't want to give Teresa her own show because if she left for her own spinoff, Real Housewife of New Jersey would plummet in ratings. Viewership would not carry on without Teresa and that's why they don't want to lose her from the franchise because she does have the makings of her own show. But if she left R-H-O-N-J to go have her own show to go do a spinoff, the ratings for New Jersey would plummet and Bravo doesn't want to risk that. That's my opinion. That's not me getting it from any source. That's not me spilling tea. That's just my opinion. First of all, she has four gorgeous daughters and now a blended family with two stepsons. It's really giving off Kardashian vibes and that show went on for like 20 years basically. I mean, now they're on Hulu. I mean, I don't watch the Hulu show so I, I don't know how well they're doing on Hulu, but you know. <laughs> oh, FYI, E, the network, E Entertainment, or just E, I, I think now they're just called E, but um, the network, E, is part of the NBC Universal Network. They fall under the NBC Universal umbrella. Same with MSNBC, same with Telemundo, same with Oxygen, same with Bravo. So, like, um, that was really interesting because when I was finding information to do for another episode, I actually uh, realized that E Entertainment or, or, well, they're just the E Network now, but E Network is part of uh, their parent company is NBC Universal. Anyway, none of the other women on the cast can carry on the show on their own, and it's really because the show is built around Teresa. I mean, Bravo didn't even care to show Antonia's sweet 16 party. Like, you remember when they show, like, a five-second glimpse of, of, of um, what the hell's her face? Antonia's sweet 16 party. They threw this big party for her, and Bravo is so shady. They show, like, a five-second clip, and that was it. Because no one cares about the Gorgas. Like, it's the truth. Like, Teresa is the show. Anyway, we we got like a 30 second clips of 
her sweet 16 party and I did really enjoy Teresa's wedding special. I did, even though I think Louis is a tomato and and weird and says weird things and, and it's not made for TV, not made for small screen TV, not made for big screen TV, not made for Hollywood, not even made for like anything. Um, I did enjoy their TV special. I did. You know, I... I don't know. His face is always red looking. I don't think he's like the best looking guy, but I do think he cares for Teresa. I think she's madly in love with him. And I did enjoy the wedding special. I enjoy watching it. I enjoyed the interaction. And I also liked that there wasn't any drama except for the ones that production was trying to fabricate. Anyway, like no one really cares about Margaret and the assistant living in her garage, whatever her name is. No one cares about the 10th house that the Gorkas are moving into just for filming because they can't actually afford to buy any of it. No one cares about Frank riding on Dolores' coattails anymore with his freeloading ass. I mean, thank God he finally moved out of Dr. David's house because I think he was freeloading off of Dr. David also. <laughs> the other women are just not that interesting to begin with either. And that is the truth. 